When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Your brain needs support. And new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine. Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now on Food FM, you're listening to Bread and Butter with Caroline Kenyon. Caroline and her guests make sense of the world through food, from politics to farming, making and cooking. Online, on smart speakers and on Listen Again, this is Food FM. Hello. It is my absolutely enormous pleasure to welcome a very special gathering of guests today to Bread and Butter. I'm Caroline Kenyon and it is my my joy and delight to host this program where I'm able to talk to the most wonderful people about almost anything I like. How privileged is that? And today we're going to talk about the first ever Claire Arho Award for Women Photographers, a new award in the 10th year of Pink Lady Food Photographer of the Year, created in memory of Claire Arho, Finland's greatest woman photographer. So I'm delighted to welcome Yussi Brofeldt, Chair of the Arho and Soldan Foundation and Claire Arho's son. Also, Marina Spinaronetti, who took the winning photograph, and Martina Bartolozzi, who is the subject of the photograph. Welcome to you all, and I'm so looking forward to this conversation. So Thank just you. to give you a little background, I'm also, as well as the, the blessed presenter of Bread and Butter, I am the um, founder and director of Pink Lady Food Photographer of the Year. I came across the Aho and Soldan Foundation when I was browsing the website of Photo Paris a few years ago. And I thought, how intriguing. And I pressed on the link and I read about this wonderful woman. And something lit up in my mind and I just sent an email. There was an email address that said, you know, we are interested in international partnerships. And I will confess that I actually forgot I'd sent the email. And about 10 days later, I had a phone call in my office and it was Yussi. And we talked for about an hour and he told me about his remarkable mother and at the end of it, he said to me, so your awards sound very interesting. What could we do together? Well, here we are two years later, commemorating the extraordinary achievements of his mother with this important award for women photographers. So Yussi, tell me about your mother. I know that you were an only child and how you collaborated with her from a very early age. Tell me your story and your, your memories and the influence that your mother had on you. Okay, Karan, thank you very much for the introduction and thank you for contacting me in the first place. 
It was interesting that I got your email because I had been thinking about doing something honoring my mother. And actually, the idea of a prize had been in my mind for a few years, but uh, there were so many other projects going on, so it was kind of not on the table. So I obviously needed a kind of uh, incitement and uh, and uh, a new energy to get that uh, on the table. And when we spoke, I understood that uh, this would, would be very interesting opening. And uh, obviously, Claire, my mother, would have loved to, to start a discussion. And then when we met in London, it was very obvious that this is something we just have to do. And uh, I immediately felt when we met that that uh, the gathering of, of positive minds would, would promise well for this project. And as we can see today, I hope all, all who have been looking at this can agree that this was the right choice for us all. And uh, certainly Claire would have loved to see where we are today. And um, as far as I can see for the future and coming years, I think we have set the stage for a very interesting and promising uh, award, I hope. Basically, I got involved when my mother, of course, as a child, uh, I'm born in 1960, and my mother was very active in the 50s and throughout the 60s and early 70s with photos. And I was joining her as a child. I was in the dark room with the red light and looking how the, the images developed uh, through her hands. I was joining her uh, on various uh, uh, assignments uh, and saw it without really understanding, you know, it was just how it was because she was a photographer and that's what uh, she did. But later on, uh, I thought that uh, it would be a important thing for me to, to start doing something. And when she was um, uh, 80 years, I'm jumping now to 2005, um, she had an uh, exhibition in Helsinki and uh, the press was there, the radio, and I really felt that now is the time for me to, to do something together with her because she was 80 years old and I felt that I'm the only son and uh, it's really my responsibility and, and my pleasure also to do this because I love the photographs, uh, of course. So we started to work together uh, and... Uh, I thought that uh, it would be important to work with this material in the sense that uh, the generations of today would have a good chance to get acquainted with the material. And it should be shown not only in Finland, but uh, internationally. And we would try to do it together with uh, books, photo books and catalogues, as we have been doing since 1931 with uh, my grandfather, Heike Ahos, and his brothers, Björn Soldan's photographs, because they started actively with the tradition in the, in the 1920s. I know that you come from this great cultural Finnish dynasty. So I'm just mm -hmm. interested to know when the visual image became part of that and how your mother actually became involved with photography, because there was filmmaking in the background as well, wasn't there? Yes, it's actually, I'm looking at my children, Venny and Winston, and they are now 13 and, and 15. And I just realized that they are the kind of, uh, I would say, six generations of, of creators uh, in the family because they're also taking photographs and uh, it really started with my great-grandmother Venice Soldan, Venice Soldan Brofeld. She was uh, a painter and uh, married to Johan Aho who was um, a national author in Finland at the time and they together today I would say they, they, they were the artist couple of the era in Finland and uh, worked together in a very egalitarian manner. They helped each other, made books together. And uh, Veni was very interested in photography and actually gave a camera to my grandfather Heike, I think, when he was 12. And we have even found some glass negatives from a journey to Venice in Italy, coincidentally. 
And I believe those images are taken by Venny around 1903. So actually the tradition started with her and uh, my grandfather Heike went on and studied in, in Germany in the 1919-1922 and Björn as well in 23-24 and they came back to Finland as really scholars in, the, in this field so to say and uh, set forth to continue to tell the story of Finland today by visual means. I mean, today I mean in the early 20s, because uh, that was the time when they started Ahoet Sodan, which was the first and became the largest documentary film-making company in Finland. And the idea was, of course, to document the history of a growing independent Finland, because it was a new country since 1917, when Finland gained independence. So it was a kind of tradition in the family to express oneself through arts, either literature, uh, paintings, uh, filmmaking, and photography, and so forth. And then my mother grew into this family and got her camera, I think, when she was 10, and sold her first photograph to a magazine at the age of 15. And she then continued this tradition. And of course, after the war, the color film came, and um, she was really the, the female um, I mean, the color photo pioneer in Finland. Just to ask you, how would you characterize your mother's photographic style if you had to describe it to somebody who didn't know her work? Claire always said she has she had a favorite uh, exhibition also actually in the 90s with photographs that she took after her retirement. And that's color, color everywhere, color, color everywhere. And that's really a good sentence because it describes also her personality and she was very colorful very uh, humorous and now i'm saying it as as her son but the kindest person i've ever met and i think it's very true for anyone who who got to know her and she had this great wit and um, uh, sense of uh, composition and uh, always treated the subjects of um, uh, in the pictures with great respect and uh, uh, got them to grow, like the models, to, to, to feel very comfortable, part of it all. And it was very much uh, composed and staged and built by ideas of Claire. Uh, she did everything because at the time it wasn't like being perhaps in a Vogue studio in New York at Condé Nast or having a big staff and, and, and helpers and uh, uh, organization and financial backing and so forth. She was doing this uh, on the fly, in a sense, because this was a newborn country yet again after the Second World War, Finland. Everything was uh, scarce. Uh, it was difficult times, and uh, the color film had really uh, become the, the, the feat of today, and that was her focus. And she did a lot of advertising, commercial photography, bringing the big world to small Finland and also showing Finland in colors. So it was a very kind of, uh, it was, a, it was a, actually really from her mind how this was grown. She wasn't, as far as I know, influenced from, from abroad or, or anything like that. She really created all these things on her own, which is quite remarkable thinking of how it's done today. Yeah, I think she was very forward-looking and, and as some have described, I mean, decades ahead of her time. And I think it's really true. Yes, I think that is, that is a marvellous tribute from you as her son. And uh, Marina and Martina, I'm sure hearing that makes you think 
all the more about you know this award that that uh, Marina has won and what it means to you, Martina, to be to be in that winning image. So, Marina, tell me tell me about you and your work and how how you heard about the Clarajo Award and the project that you were working on. So, give us a little bit of background to you and your work, Marina. Absolutely. Hi, everybody, and thank you for having me here. It's uh, first of all, I just want to say that it's uh, such a big honor to be the first winner of the Claire Aho Award for Women Photographer as a woman photographer, and especially with this picture of another very inspiring woman who is Martina. And it was great also to hear Yussi talk about his mother, about the foundation and uh, about how the award was uh, was born. Uh, me, uh, I've been a photographer for about 15 years now. Um, I started uh, as a UK correspondent when I was living in London and I was doing a lot, I was covering a lot of political events uh, in those times. These days, I focus on portrait photography, travel, and of course, food photography, always uh, with a particular interest in the human element, regardless whether it's travel photography or food, it's people who really uh, interest me. Um, this particular project uh, was uh, the picture of Martina is part of uh, a larger picture uh, project, which I did together with journalist Fabiana Magri, who's also a very good friend of mine. We decided to work on, on a story about uh, women butchers. And uh, we wanted to focus on the, uh, this uh, group of young ladies who work with Dario Cecchini in uh, Panzano in Chianti. So it's a story about Martina as well as uh, three other very inspiring women whom I'd like to remember now, Marisa, uh, Giulia and, uh, and Paula. We spent a couple of days all together uh, before the actual photo shoot. So we were, of course, looking for the best uh, location to take the pictures. But also, um, we spent time together, we talked together, we laughed, we ate, we drank together. Uh, we, in a way, we became friends. It was only a couple of days, but it was two very, very intense and inspiring days. And that was so important to have that moment before the actual photo shoot happened, because uh, it taught me a lot about these women. And I've always believed that, uh, I know it's not always possible, but uh, it's so important to spend time with the people you're gonna take pictures of before you actually take your, you even take your camera out. In this way, you, uh, you build some mutual trust. Uh, in fact, that is essential, I believe, before you take pictures. And what was so inspiring about these women was uh, their strength and their self-confidence, which was something that I wanted to show in, uh, in the pictures. And I, I believe that if you look at Martina's photo, that is uh, it's quite, uh, quite evident if you look at uh, her straight gaze into the camera. She's, uh, she's very... Mm, well, she has a... 
she's almost confronting. She has uh, an almost unapologetic gaze. She's uh, in the butchery, so in uh, an environment that is uh, usually or might be perceived as uh, challenging, if you like, but she knows what she's doing. She loves what she's doing. She's uh, a strong woman. And uh, the idea that we wanted to show with this picture is that Martina, like uh, all the other girls that we took photos of, can be butchers if they so choose. And that's the first level of interpretation. But uh, the other idea is that uh, women can be anything they want. If they want to be something, they can become the person they want to be. Um, so it's, uh, it's actually a picture that talks about uh, empowerment and inspiration, because the idea behind this project was that we wanted to inspire women, not necessarily to, became, to become butchers also, of course, but uh, most importantly, we wanted to inspire women to become what they want to be. So I think that's uh, the message, that uh, the strongest message that is behind uh, Martina's picture as well as behind the whole project. Oh, Marina, that's just such a wonderful um, account of the, the background to the image. And every time I look at it, I just I feel joy because it, it says so much to me. I mean, as you say about the strength of women, the possibilities for women. But I love I love the sort of historical references. Um, and, you know, it was quite interesting that uh, the some of the English judges that they commented on the apron because, you know, we have this you know, the, mm -hmm. the English crusaders who, you know, yeah. in, the, in medieval times, you know, that, that, that she's, she looks like a warrior. There's, there's so many references, but also the, the way that um, Martina's faces and her gaze, it's like a, could it be like a, a Goya or a Velasquez? You know, there's, there's just so much in it to, to unpack. It's, it's so rich and so multi-layered. I think it's a utterly remarkable picture. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's true. She's uh, she can be a modern uh, knight, for example, yes, or exactly. yeah, a Joan of Arc or yes, but she's definitely a strong woman. She's uh, she's a woman that knows what she wants, that has the power to become whatever she wants. That's uh, yes. the the message that we all wanted to give with this picture so i'm uh, i'm very happy to be able to talk about it i was so happy to uh, see the exhibition two weeks ago and i was over the moon to be able to see that with martina because uh, um, i believe that again it's not always possible but i think that photography can sometimes create a bond between the photographer and their subject and if i think about what happened two weeks ago when martina and myself met again in bristol and we were holding hands and looking at the picture and uh, crying actually oh, together i yes. think uh, you know that's a proof of what photography can achieve and the, the really the, the relationships that can come out of a picture, the strong relationships, strong bonds, and who knows, maybe we will 
work again in the future, to work yeah. together uh, again in the future, who knows? But uh, it's what I want to say is that it's, uh, it's a picture, but it's a lot more than a picture. It's about relationships between people and uh, it, it, really, it really is so meaningful and precious. <laughs> yes, and I can see that. I mean, you can see that there's a magic happening between you and Martina in that photograph. Absolutely, yes. It's really I hope wonderful. Martina agrees. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, I think we should turn to Martina now because we've been talking about you for half an hour. <laughs> so, yeah. Martina, tell us, tell us about the, you know, the the build up to being part of the um, the project with Marina and what it was like on on the day and 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 how it's made you feel. We'd love to hear that. Oh well, right now I'm feeling incredibly moved. Just incredibly moved like I'm really trying to hold it together actually <laughs> because well I would like to thank UC and Caroline for creating this category for creating this award in honor of Claire and I feel so honored to be able to be a part of this and I would like to thank Marina for her amazing work and for her amazing heart in creating this photograph that for me, the important thing with this photo is that young women, young or less young women, women in general, who feel a desire to push boundaries, to go for something bigger, for something unconventional, for something that is traditionally, conventionally not considered for them. I want them, I wish for them to get inspired by it and to go for it and to reach for something else. I wish, I feel like still today in Italy, in Europe, in many, many parts of the world, women are still somewhat subdued, that they could create the most amazing things, but that sometimes they feel stuck. They feel stuck by fear. They feel stuck by self-doubt. And I wish for them not to be this way. And I think that this photo hopefully can help them reach that. The day leading up, the two days that uh, Marina was with us in Pansano were incredible. She and Fabiana made me feel really well. They made me feel really confident and they helped me just with their attitude, with our conversations, feel in myself. The butcher shop is like a home to me. And by the time we got around to taking that photo, which was one of the last photos of the day, we had already taken Paula's photo, Marisa's photo, and Julia's photo. And since I'm the stepdaughter of the butcher of that butcher shop, I was also somewhat the host. And so I was making sure that everything worked out as, uh, as wished by Marina and Fabiana, helping find locations, helping find the props, helping managing everyone and all of the different timetables and by the time we got around to taking the photo i felt in my place i felt like i had done my duty and i felt very confident in that moment and marina was incredible at capturing that at bringing it out at putting it in the photograph and just thank you thank you thank you so much oh that is such a a wonderful sharing, Martina. I'm really, really moved to hear that. And 
you've made so many thoughts go through my head. I mean, one of them, of course, is that, as we know, um, progress for women has been halted in some parts of the world and, in fact, is going backwards. And I'm thinking yeah. of Afghanistan and, dare I say it, in America. You know, there are some very, very wow. worrying trends, which makes yes. this photograph all the more important. We, we tend to think that we're making progress in many other fields, but female empowerment is not quite there yet. I, for example, as you mentioned, you know, the U.S. with the abortion laws in Texas and also in Poland and Afghanistan. Yes, it is not a bright moment for many women in the world, unfortunately. You see, having heard um, Marina and Martina talking about making the picture together, how does that make you feel? What thoughts does it inspire in you? Several things. Um, first, uh, I, I thought of uh, what Marina told about uh, uh, portraiture and travel photos and food. And uh, this is what I, of course, recognized when I was looking what Claire was doing in the in the 60s. And uh, she actually started with, with portrait photography of children, I think, in the end of the 40s, 48, 49, 50, uh, very quickly then went on to, to the other fields. And food has always been a, a great interest for her. And uh, I remember many times when she was taking food photographers of tables which were set and, and so forth during the end of the 60s. So I was joining her in that. So it felt very natural, Caroline, when we discussed about the price, that this would be something which actually hasn't been highlighted because... At the time, it was so self-evident that this is something you kind of describe in photos. You make reportage and and uh, so forth. But but when you came up with the question, and I understood that you have had the prize and and uh, your company for so many years, I thought this is a must. So this is a connection that I made back to the sixties from from what Marina said. So it feels very natural to be part of all this now. And um, then. Uh, also, you both described the process of how you met and got acquainted and, and uh, became very friendly within these few days and uh, how important it is for a photographer to, if possible, to get to know the subject and the people that you are working with and taking pictures of. And this is also I, something I recognize from the, the process that Claire was describing many times when she tried to get people relaxed and so forth in front of the camera because of course it's it can be a tense situation and uh, a bit unnatural especially in those times and she always managed to to, to get people very relaxed with her um, open and friendly manner and she often took the picture when people didn't think they were being photographed so it was in the in the in the relaxing moments. Yes, I, that all makes complete sense, you see. And I remember you telling me also that um, that your mother discovered this wonderful model, a Finnish model, and she basically, she created ah, yes. this woman's remarkable career. So maybe you could just, you know, as I think we're going to have, sadly have to finish our conversation very soon, but it'd be lovely just to hear that because I think there's a parallel between what Marina and Martina have done together and what your mother okay, and... I'm, yes. Yes, it's uh, the the girl in question, the woman in question is Karita, Karita Järvinen. And uh, the, the Fatsa, the chocolate company in Finland, found her at the cafe in the end of the 50s and uh, thought this would be a perfect model for, for the chocolate brand. And they came to my mother's studio with her 
And uh, Claire said, of course, we, we do what we can here. And they became very friendly. And she became a kind of muse in, in the studio with my grandfather and my mother for years. And uh, her modeling career set off because she became the favorite photo model of, of my mother. And um, she uh, got very famous in, in uh, London, in, in Paris, in New York, and so forth. And uh, in the in 66, she married Patricia Bounce, who was the photo editor for the magazine Paris Match. And uh, she moved to Paris and became a friend, friends with Coco Chanel, uh, Yves Saint Laurent, and, and all these uh, famous uh, creators at the time. And... Uh, she was also proposed for Jane Bond movies to be the Bond girl twice. And there's two long stories why that didn't materialize. We don't have the time now, but when we eventually meet, I will tell the stories, of course. And uh, she has been uh, um, working a lot with, with uh, Finnish models and international models and, and so forth from Paris. And she lives in, in France and, and Sweden and happens to be my godmother. So she's very close to me. And uh, everything started with these films about the photo shoots uh, with uh, Carita and some chocolate bars in Helsinki in the end of the 50s. It so happens that, that the daughter of uh, Patrice Avance and Carita, uh, she lives in, in Paris as well, of course, and is married to Vladimir Tetancher, who is one of the brothers running the Tetancher Champagne Company, which is also part of your, your uh, awards. Your Absolutely, company, Champagne uh, Tetancher is our yeah, celebratory so, toast. Yes, another lovely connection. Yes, uh, yeah, so so there's a, a connection there as well. So sometimes the circles in the world, world can be very small. Absolutely. So when we meet, and let's have a toast. Let's have a toast for Marina and uh, Claire as photographers in this conversation with this champagne that I share when we meet. Absolutely, with wait. pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> I look forward. I think we, we we were discussing. We think that we should meet in Paris, as it's halfway for everybody. Then I think I would like to invite Carita as well, of course. I can't wait. I cannot wait good. for us all okay. to be together. So it's a thank good plan. You all. <laughs> what a wonderful celebration of art, of photography, of women, of friendship, of courage. Thank you all. I think this has been one of the most special conversations that I can ever remember having. It's truly memorable. And in these extraordinary times we live in, these moments are so precious, aren't they? Thank you. Thank, Thank you, so Caroline. Much. Thank you, Marina. Thank you, Martina. Thank you very much. It was Thank a pleasure. Well, what can I say? I'm going to have to go and blow my nose, I think. <laughs> I feel very... <laughs> it's just, it's been a really lovely, and very special and emotional conversation. There is one last thing that I wish people listening to this podcast keep inside them that they hear, and especially young women. I wish for more young women to try to challenge society's idea of what women should and shouldn't do. And I know that that can be really scary, that can, that can cause a lot of fear, fear of the unknown. And so I think a good way to do that is to practice practice facing our fears. And there's many different ways to do that. You know, you can take a different road on the way back home, maybe travel alone a little bit, ask someone out, just uh, do tiny little things that help you practice facing your fears so that you can go on to even greater things so that you can meet even greater challenges, like challenging society, which is a pretty big one. You're listening to Bread and Butter with Caroline Kenyon. To find out more about Food FM and our content, go to foodfmradio.com.